Hello and welcome to uh, Sovereign Grace Baptist Church Bible Study. And today our lesson comes from Matthew eleven twenty-eight, and is entitled Invitation from the King. And what a gracious invitation we have from the King of King and Lord of Lords. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, he says, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Boy, what a what a gracious invitation we have. And and from the earliest record we have uh, in the Bible, we have the gracious invitation of the Lord. And in Genesis chapter 3, uh, we go back to the time of Adam in the garden and after his sin and in the fall, he, the Lord called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? And there was an opportunity to come to the Lord and confess the sin and seek forgiveness. And yet, because of his nature that he had now, because of the sin and the fall, dying spiritually, uh, alienated from God, he he hid and he blamed others he blamed his wife he blamed god uh the woman she gave me to eat and and it's your fault if you hadn't given me the woman then then she wouldn't have given me the fruit and i wouldn't have sinned and so it goes and it's just a picture of our nature and you know it just takes god to to overcome that and we find that he made them coats of skins and took care of them <clears throat> But he had to go to them. They did not uh, approach him uh, with uh, remorse or guilt or repentance. They they hid themselves, <clears throat> and he came to them. And the effects of sin and the fall are so serious and fatal that man is utterly incapable of responding of his own accord to the invitation of God. And uh, we would be just like Adam. We would we just uh, oppose God, and we we hide from him, and we reject him. The, and not only is man really not able because of his spiritual condition, he's, he's most unwilling. The Lord said, how oft would I have gathered you, but you would not. What a, And what a miracle of divine mercy and grace when God overcomes our deadness and our enmity to him and compels some to come in. He, he compels him in, in a most gracious way. And the, the Bible tells us in John uh, chapter 6, No man can come to me except the Father which sent me draw him. No man has the ability, no man has the will, no man has the desire except the Father which sent me draw him. You know, we find that uh, that gracious work of the the Holy Spirit and God the Father, God the Son. In Hosea chapter 11, verse 4, he says, I drew them. No man can come unto me except the Father which sent me draw him. And in Hosea 11, 4 says, I drew them with cords of a man, the man Jesus Christ, with, with bands of love. And I was to them as they that take off the yoke, that great burden. And in our text verse today in Matthew 11, he says, take my yoke upon you. I'll take your yoke of sin. I'll take your yoke of burden, your yoke of guilt, and and I'll give you my yoke is easy. 
and my burden is light. The, what, a, what a relief when he takes away that burden of sin and takes it off our shoulders and, and imputes to us the righteousness that only he can give. And You know, every gospel depicts this with great clearness. In Matthew, again in Matthew chapter 22, uh, verse 1 through 6, if you turn in your Bibles there to Matthew 22, Jesus is speaking, and and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, and remember we always say parables are are an example that he gives of something that people are familiar with and has to do with the spiritual truth and and he said unto you it's given to understand parables but to them it's not but he said uh, he said by parables the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding the invitation and they would not come and again he sent forth other servants saying Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatlings are killed, all things are ready, come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Boy, what a what a picture of how we react to the graceful invitation from the king. We, we in all through history, we've rejected it. And and killed them that have brought the the message, and treated them despitefully. But we find a few verses down in the parable that the king sent his servants out to gather together as many as they found, and bring them in. He said, "You have to go out there and bring them in, because they won't come by themselves." So there's a an element there where he he draws them, and and it's that word draws a very powerful word. It just doesn't mean. Uh, a slight uh, drawing it's a it's a powerful word it's the the drawing that they used to draw the nets when he was out on the sea with them and he says throw in your nets for a haul and they threw it in and tried to draw it out and they couldn't because of the weight but they put all their they put all their effort into all their all their strength and and that's what the lord does for us he draws us that in that way <clears throat> and God is, and, and he's been so gracious to extend his merciful invitation to all, and yet we've all been equally adamant in rejecting the invitation and refusing the call. The psalmist wrote, and, and it was important to him, he wrote by the direction of the Holy Spirit. He's my pen, my, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. In two places, in Psalm 14 and 53, he says, There's, there's none that seek God, and there's none righteous, none that doeth good. And so we find, again, in the 11th chapter of Matthew, in verse uh, 12 through 19, if you turn there, please, in Matthew 11, beginning in verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John and if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. That's speaking of John the Baptist, who was coming in the spirit of Elijah. And and he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It's like unto children sitting in the markets and calling to their fellows and saying, 
We've piped unto you, and you've not danced. We've mourned unto you, and you've not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he hath the devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a gluttonous man, and a wine-bibber, and a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. So we have this picture of he, he, of John the Baptist testifying of the times, and there's nothing different today. He that had ears to hear, let him hear. We've, we've declared the gospel as the only remedy for sin. Sin against God has been brought to your attention. We've mourned about your sin over and over, and yet you've not lamented about it. And, and then he goes on in verse 20, uh, through 24 uh, talking about woe to the great cities where many mighty works were done yet unbelief just thrived there and yet against this rejection jesus again graciously extends the the invitation come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest and find that in the next couple of verses here in verse uh, uh, 28 <clears throat> so the the gospel of luke uh, similarly records a, a parable by the Lord where the invitation is given by a certain man he's called if you'll turn there to Luke uh, chapter 14 Luke 14 in, in your Bibles and, and uh, beginning in verse 16 then he said unto them unto him a certain man made a great supper and bade many invited many to this great supper and he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden come for all things are now ready and they all with one consent began to make excuses and the first said unto him i've bought a piece of land and i must go see to it and i pray have me excused and another said i bought uh, five yoke of oxen, and I have to go prove them. I pray that you have me excused. And another man says, I married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed the Lord these things. And when the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. What a picture of us in our spiritual condition. Those that are that are think they're they're well and strong and mighty in their own right uh they refuse to come they they come up with excuses and and invent things to to uh, do away with the sin and the lord and all those things the fool has said in his heart there there is no god <clears throat> so the lord says send them out the Lord being angry said unto his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. All those things that he talked about in Luke chapter 4. He said, the, I've, I've done all those things and this day is a scripture fulfilled in, in your ears. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, yet there's room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Uh, for I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden uh, shall taste of my supper. The ones that were bidden that refused to come, that denied the, and rejected the Holy Spirit, they they don't want to come and they will not come. And if you'll uh, <clears throat> tune in sometime to our our message, the the gospel of the mustard seed, you, he, he brings a parable about the mustard seed and it, 
his his disciples were some con- somewhat concerned about well it doesn't seem like things are going very well and and he says well you know a mustard seed's pretty small but then it produces something really great and so is the kingdom of god and and there shall be a a, a multitude that no man can number yeah, that that he brings that he draws that he redeems that he gave his life for <clears throat> so Instead of offering every excuse why they would not come, uh, we find the the Lord taking action again, and the master of the house says, compel them to come in. You know, Psalms uh, 103 says, Thy people shall be made willing in the day of thy power. So, uh, again, back in uh, Luke 14, as we're reading again from verse 21 on, he says, So that servant came and showed his Lord this Things And the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in the hither, the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind, the ones the ones that are pictures of no ability, no no way of their own power to come. And the, the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said, Go out in the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of these men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Uh, just emphasizing that again, that uh, this sovereign issue that the Lord has. <clears throat> the Gospel in John records the words of our Lord lamenting this situation in John chapter 3. And he's talking about uh, when the the Israelites were in the wilderness and and they were bitten by the serpents there and the picture of being bitten by the serpent of sin and and he commanded Moses to make a brazen serpent and lift it up and whosoever would look up at that brazen serpent uh, would would not die and so as in John 3 he applies that to himself in John 3:14 says as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up as he picturing his crucifixion and whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life for God sent not his son in the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and that's uh, all of his church all of his elect from every nation tongue kindred tribe uh, in verse 18, he says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. So there we have that caveat that he came into the world and the, and the world received him not. And and having referenced the Old Testament account of the children of Israel in the wilderness being bitten by the serpent of sin in Numbers uh, as found in Numbers 21.8, and Jesus fulfilling that in being lifted up, uh, that that picture of him being lifted up then is is being fulfilled uh, in the time that he is. And, and he reports what the true cause of this this condemnation was. He said, he that believeth not is condemned. Uh, because verse 19 says, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil 
what a picture of our natural condition and, and how how we have the gracious invitation and yet it's always met in our natural condition with with uh, continual rejection over and over we're given the most gracious and merciful invitation and yet the response from us in our natural state is is always this and we we have three examples from the old testament here one in isaiah 28:12 i'll just read it for you quickly here isaiah 28:12 to whom he said this is the rest wherein ye may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing yet they would not hear the gospel that Isaiah preached, who, who hath believed our report? <clears throat> they would not hear. In Isaiah 53, 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Just like Adam in the garden, we, we're, we're no different. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, Will not walk therein. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, Will not hearken, will not walk, and will not hearken. And in the New Testament uh, we find Jesus saying in Matthew twenty three thirty seven. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings, and you would not. And so as our beloved Dr. Robert Hawker said, as I, and I'm going to paraphrase him here, as the Almighty Father effectually com- completes the recovery of the church from the ruin of sin, he does so using distinguishing grace, accompanied by an inward work upon the heart of those he compels to come in. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauty of holiness, from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of youth. And again, we refer back to Hosea uh, chapter 11, verse 4, where he says, I drew them with the cords of a man, the man Christ Jesus, and with bands of love. You know, we find that in, in Ephesians uh, chapter 1. The Apostle Paul writes of that. And we'll turn over there and we'll read a couple of verses from Ephesians chapter 1. <clears throat> Beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame, before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And so we find from from before the foundation of the world, we find from eternity, he has a people that, that he has loved and that he gave to the Son in the covenant of grace to redeem. And... and that redemption takes that that new heart. It takes that getting rid of the old stony heart, which is dead and trespasses and sin, and giving them a new heart. We find that in Ezekiel chapter 36, beginning in verse 23. And I, and, and I always tell everyone in my classes, 
you could just underline or highlight the, all the I wills that God does here. They're just amazing. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which you have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness. From all your idols I will cleanse you. You know the biggest idol we have is ourself, our self-righteousness, our own self-esteem, our own self-ability that we think that we have where we can come to God in our own terms. And he says, a new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. You know, we have the Lord that fulfills all those things. And as the Lord looks at us through Christ, we... we we have that imputed righteousness to him of him who kept all the law and all everything and we do our best and and yet we fail so often and yet we find that that he is there to take care of that for us and ye shall dwell in verse 28 in the land that i gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and i will be your god and i will save you from all your uncleanness and i will call for the corn and i will increase it and lay no famine upon you Boy, what a wonderful thing that he does for us in this work of redemption. And he says, you know what happens after that? Then, after all that occurs, then you shall look at your own uh, ways which were not good, and and then you're going to loathe yourself. But you know what he gives us? For the spirit of loathing, he gives us the oil of gladness, the oil of praise that Jesus has redeemed us from those things, and, and we don't have those weighing over us anymore. The... He takes our yoke off of our neck and and puts his yoke of of grace around us, which is light and free and and refreshing. All the Father giveth me shall come to me. We just see the eternal work which God has entered into for those whom he has loved from eternity. All All that the Father give me in the covenant of grace, they shall come to me. In him that cometh to me, I'll no wise cast out. You know, they shall come graciously compelled, lovingly compelled, lovingly invited. The invitation of a king. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will, which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, John six forty that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And so the invitation of the gospel of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Son of God goes out and is freely declared, Whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life, it says in in Revelation twenty two seventeen. And so every time we hear of someone coming to the Lord someone fleeing to the city of refuge, we know that a mighty work has been done in them, thy people made willing in the day of thy power. In in Ephesians chapter 2, it describes this process. You hath he quickened or made alive, 
spiritually who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in the time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past of the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, as as we all said, we will not, we 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 won't listen, we won't come, we won't hear, until he works that work of grace in us. <clears throat> But God, who is rich in mercy, Ephesians 2, 4, for his great love wherewith he loved us. And that's an eternal love that he has exhibited to us. I've loved you with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn you. That's from Jeremiah. And and verse 5 of Ephesians 2, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, all those things again highlight what God does for us in spite of our rejection, in spite of our uh, enmity against Him, in spite of all of our uh, unwillingness to come to Him with His righteousness. We try to come with our own and yet it's not satisfactory and it just leads to frustration and and it's fatal. We have to have that righteousness imputed to us through the new birth and that only comes from the Spirit. In First Thessalonians, we'll close with this uh, verse in First Thessalonians chapter one, verse four and five, where Paul writes to these uh, Thessalonians, and he says, "Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, your your choosing of God, that He chose them before the foundation of the world and and redeemed them. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God for our gospel came not unto you in word only." but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. The gospel came to them effectually. It came to them in power of the Holy Spirit and in that compelling grace that he exhibits in behalf of his people. <clears throat> the, the graceful invitation of the King. So to him, to God be the glory, great things he hath done. And as always, my friends, Be free. Till the next time.